Do you like the ambiance, Josh? I cranked it up a little bit for you. We are two minutes away from first pitch. Can you hear it okay? I, I love it. It's great. Okay. I'm, I'm turning our bump down so we can get the ambiance. I would say right now the um, the Alabama fans outnumber the Tennessee fans. But then you also have to stop and wonder how much of that crimson that Bama fans are wearing outside of their family section behind the first base dugout. How much of that is Sooner Nation that's already here and ready to go for Oklahoma's afternoon first pitch against Stanford? Mm, I don't know, dude. I will say this, though. The Tennessee fans definitely seem to have a little bit more swag. I don't know how else to put it. Remember the craziness of the Bruin bubble and how they'd have all the polka dot pants on and Mm -hmm. they'd be dancing around. That is definitely Tennessee fan. I see a lot of orange cowboy hats. Um, There is this grotesque-looking plaidish shirt that's got orange and a dude's got a a, a towel on his head to keep himself cool. And as you know, T-Roll always has a theory on the orange, and I'm curious if you feel the same way. He always says the orange makes it look like there is more of their fans because it pops. And that orange kind of pops. For instance, I'm looking down the first baseline into that right field corner and what I see is I feel like, oh, there's a lot of orange. But then when you stand, you're like, oh, well, there's four guys in the front row. There's two in the back. There's three. It just it's, it pops out. So are you buying that theory from Toby Rowland? Because I think this is one of those times where I'm looking at it and say, yeah, I'm absolutely buying that theory. It's, uh, yeah, I could see that. A shade of orange that is easier on the eyes than, say, a, a Texas or Oklahoma State shade of orange even with that orange though josh it still pops it's like one of those to where it makes it look like there's more people than there are yeah see what i'm saying yeah 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 yeah. it's it catches the eye for sure as compared to the the crimson yeah it's just it's that type of color yeah absolutely i want to get a couple of quick of uh text in and, and i wanted to hang out because i didn't want to talk about today's weather and uh just some final thoughts on the weekend ahead monica abbott by the way first pitch yeah she threw a strike too she got out there, did the whole, put her hair back in her. I always, it's not, it's a, it's a hair tie, right? That's the term. Put her, put her hair back in a hair tie, grabbed a little dirt behind the circle, stalked it a bit, and then threw a strike. That's, it, that's pretty cool. It was really cool. I, I do still think that one of the most amazing stories about this matchup, just real quick sidebar between Alabama and Tennessee, has nothing to do with the, um, has nothing to do with the fact that they played four times already this season or anything of that nature. It has to do with the Shipman. And I say that very slowly. Shipman. Ali Shipman is the starting catcher for Alabama. Uh, WPF drafted. Absolute rock star. Met her dad yesterday. Tatted up, Josh. Tatted up. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I've got no problem with tats. I'm a, I'm a scared of ink, or I might have a few, okay, or pins and needles or whatever. I'm still a little bit shook every now and then when I'm like, whoa, we're the same age. It, like, wasn't cool whenever we were in high school to get tattoos. We'd be in trouble. And this man's got a sleeve. It was awesome. I'm like, look at this guy. And Allie Shipman, who is the starting catcher for Alabama, she's batting cleanup here today for Alabama, uh, she started at Tennessee – and she's a legacy. Her sister was an absolute legend, Madison Shipman, who was on the uh, OU Super Regional call on the TV side of things. So you have Allie Shipman, 
who is here with Alabama after her sister Madison starred at Tennessee where Allie had started her career too and never won a Women's College World Series. So Tennessee, Alabama, the Shipman Series, and at 11.07 a.m., Josh Helmer, which is a little bit late, one minute late, we're underway in Tennessee, Alabama. I'm, I'm going to hang until the quarter mark, and then we'll I'll get out of here, make sure we don't get any broadcasting trouble for doing a show while the game's going on, and also to get ready for Oklahoma and Stanford. But I, as we watch this game play out, I did want to mention this real quick. Weather today is a major concern, but it doesn't look like it doesn't look like Josh that it's going to affect any of the early games. So here was the update that I got very early this morning from our buddy Dr. Kevin Clazel. And uh, it's it's important, but it's also very you know, this was six thirty AM when he sent this, so I don't know if there's any updates to this. But here's what he wrote, and this is good information if you're heading out to the ballpark today, too. Based on location of overnight and morning showers, we have three windows of weather risk today. Very Number one, very widely rain-scattered showers with an isolated lightning strike from midday through mid-afternoon. That's number one. Number two. Rain showers and lightning storms with heavy rain become a bit more numerous from 4 to 8 p.m. 4 to 8 p.m., which, again, you're out in that window, the Oklahoma State-Florida State game and then the Utah-Washington game. Here's the third and maybe the most concerning. Although entirely dependent on location and strength of earlier storms, a wave of more contentious heavy rain... Continuous. It could be contentious. <laughs> There's this contentious rain shower. I just can't mm, can't get rid of it. My goodness, reading was never a strength of mine. More continuous heavy rain and lightning storms that may arrive in the 9 to 10 p.m. frame, lasting a couple hours. Now, here's the caveat to that. There is a low confidence in this third batch because so much rides on the earlier storm's occurrence. But should it occur, you would be looking at a significant multi-hour delay in Game 4. Otherwise, warm, humid 80s with a south wind 10 to 20 miles an hour, gusting at up to 20. All right, so Josh, seems like we're good for the early session. Seems like if we're talking about this game that's going on right now under overcast skies, and we're talking about Oklahoma and Stanford, that gives me confidence that we're going to play those two games without delay today. Which is good. I mean, I don't know. How much of an advantage potentially could that be for Oklahoma to, to get a win, get in the house, and then everybody else is playing a little bit of catch-up? Yeah, and then I also, you know, does that then – oh, a, a very – impressive first at bat by Ashley Prangy who walks yeah t- taking all sorts of pitches here. holy smokes I felt like she threw about 15 pitches there in that at bat I can actually get you an update on that right now yeah it was a 10 pitch at bat to start the game uh anyway back to the the focus is on the show in the last five minutes I have on the show but I I wonder if we would still push back 
with the off day? In other words, in years past, there wasn't an off day, and you'd have to cram everything in. But I wonder with this new schedule, Josh, if we have an issue with games tonight, how that would make Friday's schedule look, and then would that push just about everything back an extra day, thus eliminating the need for the off day, or would they add an off day? Um, so I, I think that's – and, again, we're, we're looking very much down the road. We're looking at a disastrous weather situation, right, just for the games tonight. But I'll be fascinated to see how, if that occurs, the NCAA handles it. And, listen, I, I was thinking about how I wanted to bring this up today, and I don't know how much sense it actually makes or if it's something people care about. Um, but the Women's College World Series kind of sets the tone for the off season. And by that I mean how the game will evolve and what changes we might see. Uh, it, not just if Oklahoma wins its third straight or if someone else happens to pull it off, what that might look like from a perspective of the passion and the energy of the sport going forward, right? That's not, that's not what I mean. I mean just the gameplay itself. Something always happens. Jessica Bame can back me up on this, the diehard softball fans, and it's always worth keeping an eye on. Something always seems to happen at the Women's College World Series that affects things as far as the rules are concerned. Um, go back to 2018. 2018, when Oklahoma lost to Washington twice, got eliminated. What developed from that? Replay. Instant replay was instituted into sport that next offseason. Now, again, I'm still in that group that thought that that ball hit the ground and Oklahoma should have had a little bit of life against Washington. But there were several other missed calls. Uh, the out-of-the-batter's box rule uh, was changed after what last year's women's college world series where it seemed like it was called incessantly um yeah, the illegal pitches were enforced differently based on how the 2015 2014 women's college world series went and they really started working on the lanes more um and then the lab bring it up because the last time that you know, I, I remember calling a late-night game was Florida State and Washington – or, pardon me, Florida State and Oklahoma State. And part of the reason why you saw change implemented in the schedule was when Patty Gasso spoke out after OSU got eliminated after having to play a game at, like, 2 in the morning right. because of rain delays. It, it was it was horrible that, right. that, that they pl- made them play that night, and it was so late and nobody saw it. It uh, – was a massive disservice, and so lo and behold, yes, we did get change. Uh, Oklahoma today, Plank, uh, before we get you out of here, in the circle, we're thinking, Jordy, I mean, what what, what are you thinking for OU? Um, yeah, I think Jordy. I think jo- uh, Jordy is the call. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw some Nicole May. Uh, but I, I'll just tell you, Jordy, Jordy to me – you start the series, you start this Women's College World Series making a statement, throwing Jordy Ball out there, and seeing if your ace can set the tone. What do you think? That would be my guess as well. And she's built, made for this type of moment, this stage. She's she's ready for it. She loves it. She embraces it. And, and really, unfortunately, because of the way last year played out with the, the injury, didn't get to take part in this stage the way that uh, she would have liked to. So I think that's the direction they'll go. Biggest storylines today for OU? I mean, what are you sort of monitoring? Well, okay, do you want to go specific OU here, or do you want to uh, – You can run the whole the whole gamut. Do you know you what? Want. I feel like we've spent a lot of time on the show today running the gamut. 
So let me let me go specific. Oh, you sooner centered. Um, Kennedy is a very, very impressive pitcher. She was not in the mix for Stanford when we played them early in the season. Um, I, I'm assuming I'm assuming that she's going to get the start, and I see no reason why she would. So a storyline for me is Oklahoma's approach, right? And is it is it patience? In other words, all right, Kennedy's a freshman. This is the first time she's been in this this opportunity. Is it going to be, hey, let's let's see how she does as far as finding the zone, right? And so is it going to be an approach that's a little bit more, hey, you're going to throw me a strike. You're going to throw me a strike, and then once you throw me a strike, it's on. And, and keep in mind, for Kennedy, they're very, very low walk numbers this year. Very low. But we've seen, we saw low walk numbers from Valerie Cagle heading into last week, and she struggled with it at times. So will it be a patient, or will Oklahoma be up there like they were early with Cagle? And they were attacking. I mean, their first ball swinging, they were, if it was, you know, in a, they're going to get it. So I, I, that approach is going to be interesting. Then on that, on that side for Stanford, you know, what is the – if things go south, you know, how quickly could it be Vauder coming out of the pin? Because, again, she's – she hasn't been used as much, Josh, recently. Um, she didn't throw, but uh, she only threw four innings against Duke, and then you got to go back to the Florida game. It's been a minute since we've seen a lot of her, but could could struggles early lead to Stanford having an early hook? And then, you know, you, you hit on it with – you hit on it with Oklahoma. Um, like, who is it? You know, do you go for Jordy for the knockout? Do you go for Nicole May to use ball out of the pin where she's been phenomenal all season long? You know, I think another interesting thing is, you know, who starts in right field for Oklahoma? Who is it that's going to get the call in right field? Is it going to be Torres? Do you go with Jocelyn Erickson, who's, you know, been, been okay, but – you know, a little bit. Always seems like there's a little bit more ground to cover. But I asked Jada about it yesterday, and she's really confident in how these right fielders have come along. So um, I, I think that'll be interesting. And then, you know, do you see Boone in the eight or the nine hole? Um, is it is it Coleman Jennings and Haley Lee, or do you move Hanson up to three? Do you hit Lee fourth? I mean, you know. For the most part, what nine, one, and two have been, but what does Patty Gasso do with a lineup to give Stanford a little bit of different look if they even need it? Those are just a couple for me. Boy, Alabama just ruined a golden opportunity in the first inning. I mean, an absolute golden opportunity. They had runners at first and third with nobody out, Josh, and they only have one ball leave the infield on their next few at bats, and that's a fly out to center field. So Tennessee survives an early scare. They'll head to the plate in the bottom of the first inning scoreless before I sign off. What about you? What's something you're looking for out of Oklahoma today? Well, like we said, it'll be interesting which direction they, they go in the circle. Just just the approach, the attack for Oklahoma, I, I think it's going to be to some degree a relief that uh, they got out of the Super Regional. The winning streak is intact. So I expect to see an Oklahoma team that – honestly uh, feels a little breath of fresh air today and goes out and plays like it. Hey, I agree. I'm out. Um, we'll have pregame coverage coming your way at 115, regardless of what the schedule looks like, and we'll get you an update from there. We will be 
on 99.3 FM and 1400 AM as well as the Varsity Network app. This should be fun. This should be an awesome day. I am excited for Oklahoma and Stanford. In the meantime, Josh and Connor have you the rest of the way, and I'll see you back here tomorrow on The Ref. Plank Show, we're back with you. Final hour right here on the Home of Sooner fans. What's up, everybody? Good morning. The Women's College World Series, it is underway. Underway from down at Hall of Fame Stadium in OKC. Golden opportunity goes by. Goes by the wayside for Bama in the top of the first. They get uh, runners on. Runners on the corners, nobody gone. And come away with nothing. Tennessee uh, works its way out of the jam. And uh, here we go. It's Torrance in the circle for Alabama. So it's not Fouts. And I don't know. I mean, probably mild surprise, Connor, that it's it's not Fouts, at least to start. Yeah, the way she finished that last game came in to get the save, but maybe still a little worried about her injury a little bit. I'm sure we'll see her down the road here in this Women's College World Series. Well, and if things go according to plan, probably uh, a chance that you would see Fouts at the end of this thing for Alabama. What what are Oklahoma fans wanting here? I guess with Fouts not really full full go here, are, are Sooner fans pulling Alabama? Donahue and, and Zeta Pooney? I would think so, yeah, because Tennessee's maybe a little better offensively than Alabama, so... Yeah, I would I would say Alabama is the matchup you would want to see for the next game. Now, granted, I mean both teams are still really good. First things first, take care of business, right? That's right. Before you start saying, "Hey, who do we want to see next?" You 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 got to go out <laughs> and take care of business versus Stanford. But just projecting forward, if Oklahoma does what uh, we would think that they would do, and takes care of business, yeah. beats Stanford, which would you rather see? Alabama or Tennessee, uh, I, I would imagine most would say would say Alabama. Florida Sooner uh, via the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's 405-651-3439. Rapidly chiming in. I think Tennessee's the second-best team, so I'm pulling Alabama. I think it's either Tennessee or Florida State for the second-best team. They're both up there. Tennessee has been really good as of late, and they're – Kind of a firepower offensively throughout their whole lineup. That Kiki Malloy. player, yes, at the top of the order. It's really good. Fouts, by the way, uh, they've already already got her out in the bullpen starting to, to get warmed up, even though Torrance so far looks good. I mean, we're just getting going in this thing, bottom of the first, and there's two out for uh, Tennessee at the plate. Nobody's uh, reached base, and yet – Fouts out there, they're showing her, going through uh, going through a little bit of work. Going through a little bit of work. Counting you down, Oklahoma-Stanford today from the Women's College World Series. And the uh, the first game of this tournament, as we see a hit-by-pitch here, Tennessee's got their first runner aboard. First game of the day is Alabama-Tennessee. Plank was uh, running down the, the slate for the, the day, and – I guess weather concerns once we get through these first couple of games. So we'll see if that impacts things for Florida State, Oklahoma State, for uh, for Washington, Utah. We'll see if we get uh, everything in later today. Sounds like Oklahoma-Stanford, yeah. well, and obviously this game here first, Alabama-Tennessee, we think we're in the clear to start, which is good news for Oklahoma. 
take care of business. You know, whatever happens in that bottom half of the bracket, so be it. Let those chips fall where they may. And if there's no chips that fall today, then, uh, you know, that's really no uh, no problem for Oklahoma. Just get your work done in uh, in today. I think another question for the listeners, too, is who would you want to see on the mound today for OU? Do you go with Jordy or do you wait till tomorrow to start Jordy on the mound? I think it's, either way, it's got to be Jordy or Nicole May for today. Well, you got you got three really good options. I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't be uh, stress inducing to see Starocco either. So whether it's and it's probably Jordy Ball or Nicole May, but if it was Starocco, then you know you got another another arm that you feel really really good about in the circle for Oklahoma. I think Plank and I both said we are expecting it to be Jordy Ball, but uh, we'll find out soon enough. It'll be a good opportunity for her because she was she missed it last year with an injury so I'm sure she'll be chopping at the bit it. oh yeah for the first game uh, Alabama by the way uh, just got out of it the one runner aboard for Tennessee but it's quickly any dangers averted so we've played one first uh, inning is in the books from OKC still scoreless between Alabama and Tennessee from the 817 they said no way save Jordy for tomorrow so there's uh, one opinion on the pitching situation. Florida Sooner, I would throw Nicole May, save uh, Jordy for Saturday. Yeah, I say tomorrow. Save Jordy for uh, for Saturday. Ohio Sooner chiming in on who would you who would you rather see? Who would you? Well, who are you pulling for in this Alabama Tennessee matchup? Tennessee is the only team that legitimately scares me. They're playing as well as anyone right now, and they play with attitude as well. I don't think they'd be scared of us. That's from Ohio Sooner. Yeah, they are a team that's hot. They dropped a series to Baylor early on in the series, but ever since that for Tennessee, they've been one of the best teams uh, behind Oklahoma. And, well, obviously there's some history between uh, several players several players for Tennessee and Oklahoma. Not that there's any bad blood or this or that, but, you know, just one more little storyline that uh, wouldn't, wouldn't hurt my feelings if you, you yeah. didn't have to, didn't have to uh, even embrace that. Drew, uh, Drew England says, set the tone. Go, Jordy. That's kind of where I'm thinking, too. Just Right from the get-go. Well, and, and here's the deal. Because you can go win this thing and get a day off, y- if you think Jordy Ball is your best option in the circle – Jordy Ball can pitch each of these first two if you win. Florida Sooner says, and I even may throw Starocco. Stanford doesn't have the offense that the other teams have, so it's a good chance for Starocco to get some confidence back. Well, and I, I know Starocco gave up some runs in this uh, this last outing, but Starocco's been incredible she this has. season. So there's no reason there's no reason to be unconfident that she wouldn't go out there and handle business i don't know if it comes to a factor but sirocco doesn't have that you know women's college world series experience like nicole may has i know jordy was injured last year but she was still yeah. on the team and really nicole may's got the experience does, for yeah. you and she's built for these moments the uh women's college world series updates bringing them to you live right here on the Ref the home of Sooner fans as we count you down to first pitch between Oklahoma and Stanford. We uh, we will have the broadcast, by the way, for you, 99.3 FM, 1400 AM. If you're driving around in Norman, the broadcast, the softball broadcast will be right here with us. The uh, the app, 
side of the equation still will be all of our shows and our live programming. So can't uh, can't carry softball there. But all of our updates, OU softball updates, Women's College World Series updates, brought to us by Orthostat in Norman. Injuries aren't convenient. Orthostat is same-day orthopedic care. No appointment needed. Call Orthostat at 405-515-5575 or visit ouchorthostat.com to... Learn more uh, from the nine one eight. It's not the same rotation as baseball. Pitch Jordy, stay in the winners bracket. Then you can bring Jordy back Saturday. Quick hook if we get up. Yeah, I, I, you don't have to stick with your starter very long either. No, that's the thing. Yeah, you can throw Jordy. I mean, both games if and if she keeps her pitch count uh, relatively low too. So very different from baseball where you can you can throw both pitchers for both those games. Do you have a strong leaning one way or the other? I would probably go Jordy. I mean, what we saw from her to close out that uh, super regional against Clemson was just clutch. I mean, I don't think you her or Nicole May. I mean, you got two really good options to pick from. You can throw Starocco in there too. All three of them have been sensational all season long. We've got uh, more audio we can share from you from the Women's College World Series before we get out of here. Obviously, uh, we're watching as we speak right now. It's top two. It is scoreless, so each team has had their bats once. And uh, though Tennessee just got a, a runner on base to first base, Alabama, they, they got a couple aboard. Runners on the corners, nobody out in the top of the first, and the Tide unable to do anything with it. So now all of a sudden we're – Top two, there's one away, Alabama at the plate, and it is, again, still scoreless. It's hour three. It's the Plank Show, hour three of the program, as always, brought to us by Mop and Roofing. They've got you covered, Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Mop and Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma, has been in business for over 35 years, 405-703-3843. Got a bunch of texts from you out there. We'll keep rolling along through those as we come down the home stretch of our working portion of the uh, the home of Sooner fans broadcasting schedule today before we hand it off to Steelman and Thune. Plus, uh, a little bit more audio we can share from you. The media day yesterday with the Sooners from up in OKC at Hall of Fame Stadium. Going for the three-peat, trying to track that down and enter the history books as just the second in softball history to do that. Time out. We're back. It's the Plank Show right here on The Wrap. Back with you live. It's the Plank Show. Winding down the Plank Show here with you. Opening day of this Women's College World Series. And I agree with the the texter earlier this morning. Take care of biz, OU softball, and then we can all turn our collective attention uh, fully to Oklahoma baseball tomorrow as they look to hand a big fat L to East Carolina down there in the uh, Charlottesville regional. So take care of biz today, then we can uh, we can focus on Sooner baseball tomorrow, and then we'll we'll all reconvene uh, what on uh, on Saturday yeah. for both. Stay stay in the winners bracket. Take tomorrow off and sit back and enjoy some OE baseball when they take take on East Carolina, which should be a fun matchup in the Virginia regional. We are watching along. It is bottom two. Bottom two now from the, well, from the the Park Hall of Fame Stadium out there. Scoreless Alabama-Tennessee. 
Alabama had a really good scoring chance in the first. Tennessee, they they haven't really threatened yet. They got a runner aboard in the first, but uh, it was just to first. No no real serious threatening traffic on Torrance yet. Yes, it is it is Torrance in the the circle for Alabama. So no fouts to start though she has been outworking, getting loose. So at some point if called upon fouts appears as though she would be ready. Obviously she's pitched in this postseason. Torrance has been really good for Alabama throughout this postseason run. Uh, they were showing the numbers earlier. Uh, sub one ERA yeah. in uh, a number of strikeouts, and there she just fans uh, another volunteer batter already uh, two Ks on the day. So rolling along, two gone here in the second, still scoreless. Just keep Fouts ready to see what happens later on in the game. But Bama, runners on the corners, no outs. They had back-to-back pop-ups in the infield. You can't have that. Uh, we are trying to get a run across the board. Played it for you earlier, but in case you missed it, here was uh, Coach Gasso. Coach, uh, do you take much out of the initial meeting versus Stanford uh, earlier this season? All the way back, a uh, big run rule victory in February for the Sooners. Wait for it. Maybe? Okay. I just nope. I, I don't know what's going on. I can't get it figured We've out. We've had a few issues with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's something, something on my end trying to get this uh, hooked up in here. Uh, you can suffice it to say then, paraphrasing that, and I don't think this is shocking, Connor, but Coach Gasso feels like no, not not a ton that they can take away from uh, a win all the way back in February. When, oh, by the way, Kennedy, who will be in the circle today for Stanford, not the, uh, not the arm that Oklahoma saw that day. No, it's a lot different. OU's been a lot better since early on in the season, and Stanford got a lot better. What, two months ago is the last time they played very early on in the season. So it's a different game now once you get into postseason. doesn't matter about that last matchup that you had. Oklahoma, though, I mean, don't you come into this thing feeling confident? And for really anybody that would play OU, I do think there's a, a degree of intimidation. This is a, a two-time national champion. They've – just set the consecutive wins mark. If Oklahoma, and this would be the case, I think, in most contests, but today versus Stanford, I think you could see the, the Cardinal crumble a little bit if Oklahoma goes and plates a crooked number early. Yeah, and I think you love this matchup. I mean, they're two different teams. OU's bats are, you know, very powerful. They hit a lot of home runs, and Stanford, on the other hand, other hand they – they do not. They don't get many balls out of the yard. They don't have many extra base hits. They really take their pride uh, in the circle pitching, and they're going to have their hands full today against that OU lineup. More uh, of your responses on what you'd like to see in the circle today from Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jordy or Nicole May for me. I know there's some talk about uh, Starocco here in this text line, but I think that's your two options right there which I don't mind either of them, Jordy or Nicole May. Frisco sooner. I'd say throw whoever gave Stanford fits the first time around. That's a question. Who did throw the first game? Why don't I, I pull, can't remember the, why top don't I of my pull head. the box score up for you? Ten to two and six innings, if I'm not mistaken. From the 405, if we win this first game, I'd throw Jordy in both because she gets the day off, uh, day of rest with a win. Winning the first two is huge. Yeah, I mean – 
win the first two, and I'm sure they'll show the percentages, you know, when you're in that winner's bracket game, but and obviously, you know, in the semifinal round, I forget what the numbers look like, but overwhelming percentage chance that once you get off to that 2-0 start, it's not a guarantee. We've seen Oklahoma come from the uh, the loser's James bracket. James Madison. Yeah, just, just a couple of years ago. Lose that James Madison game, came all the way roaring back, won uh, four straight to get into the Women's College World Series Championship Series. But, yeah, I mean, it's such an such a more pleasant path. Uh, Percentage-wise, yes, it's a more likely path into the championship series if you grab games one and two. And probably, d- do we all agree, Jordy Ball's the best, most likely candidate to get you to 2-0? I love Nicole May, love Storaco, but is Jordy Ball this team's ace? I think so. What you've seen as of late with Jordy, there were some question marks maybe early on in the season, but, man, she's proven it late in the season, and she's been a big arm for you in the regional plus the super regional uh, against Clemson. I think that's your best option. That's what you go to. It was a 10-1, by the way. 10-1, okay. Over, over Stanford. And let's see here. It was Storaco. It was Storaco that went five and two-thirds. Three hits, one earned. One walk, and let's see here, six strikeouts. I just I think any of the three pitchers you have for Oklahoma will give Stanford problems. Yeah, I know I, it was still Rocco the first game. Yeah, you, you, you're gonna feel confident the, the with Stanford. Within. The Stanford bats just say it how it is. Or they've had their hits or misses throughout the season. They've been on. Then there'll be games where you know they can't score three or more runs, and their pitching is what gets the job done for them. From the 405 as well, they say when playing a baseball or softball tournament, you always throw your best until until they can't go. Then you throw your second best until she can't go, and then you go with your staff. And, you know, that's the thing, though, with Oklahoma is if I sit here and tell you, and, and I do believe this to be true, that Jordy is the quote-unquote ace of this staff, there's not a lot of difference right now in terms of statistics. All and, three of them have almost the same ERA. Right. They've all been amazing. So there's not there's not this – head and shoulders better option on paper for Oklahoma. There's no holes in this pitching staff, so there's nothing to worry about really who you have for an arm in the circle. I just think, though, again, I go back to for Oklahoma, given the fact, and I know that it was a long time ago, and I don't disagree with Coach Gasso, really on just about anything that Coach Gasso would say. She's she's the GOAT. She's the expert. She knows. Yeah, a, a February game probably shouldn't be taken too much away from that, but I do – Think for Oklahoma, if like you did all the way back many months ago, if you go, if you drop a four spot in the first or second or third innings, and meanwhile you've combined it with goose eggs for for Stanford, that to me is it's going to be tough for Stanford to overcome that. Yeah, attack them early. If they do that today as of well, it's going to be a really hard time for Stanford to try to crawl back into the game. By the way, we're watching here. Live, the uh, Women's College World Series underway where we've seen Alabama get runners on the corners and come away with nothing in the first. Now, all of a sudden, a little traffic, a little nervy here for Torrance. There's two away. There's runners on the corners for Tennessee, and all of a sudden, uh, this pitch has – this last pitch has missed. It's a 2-0 count 
for Tennessee right here. So a little bit of danger, a little yeah. bit of danger maybe, for uh, the Tide, perhaps. Maybe I'm the only one that didn't know this, but I saw a graphic when they were coming back from break that said Tennessee has not won a national title in softball. Have it's, not won one. In it's it. them, Oklahoma State, and Stanford. But I did not expect Tennessee to be one of those teams. And uh, maybe you've talked about it before, but I personally I didn't know that. And and Oklahoma beat Tennessee. Yeah, they Tennessee's been in some championship games. So, yeah, that was uh, the year after year after Alabama. Is that who Oklahoma played and beat? Tennessee? I'll have to go back, but it sounds right. In uh, yeah, I, I think. I think that's who uh, that's I think that's who they beat. Brad and Bartlesville, they've never faced Jordy. Definitely Jordy. That's the thing. That's what can make Jordy really dangerous. If you're a team and you haven't seen Jordy all season long, then yeah, I would definitely go with Jordy. And this is gonna get down. All right, we got runs on the board in OKC. Tennessee is not done yet. In the second, uh, looks like a couple of come across. across. Yeah, so it's two to nothing. Tennessee strikes first. Uh, shot from Taylor into the gap is the first uh, two RBI knock of this women's college world series. So two gone. It's two to nothing. Tennessee strikes first, and of course the the winner here, hypothetically Oklahoma wins. That's uh, that's who you'd face. Loser here, if you you lose in your Oklahoma, that's who you'd play. So this is the uh, set of opponents that are bracketed up with the Sooners from the Women's College World Series, and it's the Vols that strike first, two to nothing. Now, we got what? Go I was going to say now, if you're Bama, you can already look back in that first inning what could have been when you had no outs and could have got some runs across. Now Tennessee gets the first two runs on the board. Katie Taylor, the uh, two RBI. Delivery five for twelve. They're showing the graphic right now so far in the NCAA tournament. Two to nothing, Tennessee, and uh, we will come back and wrap it up here. The Plank Show with uh, some of your final thoughts. Who they want to see you, the Sooner fans, in the circle today? A lot of a lot of votes for Jordy. I feel like, but uh, we'll come back and share some final thoughts with you next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Sooners are getting it done versus Alabama. Zeta Pooney, two RBI double. You mean Tennessee? I think you said the Sooners. Well, transfer. Oh, the transfer. Okay, yeah. There, there was, yes, uh, uh, a play on words. Sorry. But I can understand how that would be. I'll take uh, the blame for not catching that. Would be misleading. <laughs> Would be uh, a little bit misleading. Yeah, so Pooney adds to the uh, Taylor 2-RBI double with a 2-RBI double of her own, and it is nothing Tennessee over Alabama. So do we call time of death already on the Crimson Tide right here, right now? Too soon. nothing now. Too soon, right? It is early in the game, but, man, they better catch up. Yeah, I just – I don't know. It seems like it'd be pretty deflating with what's going on with – with fouts, and now they've already given up four runs, and they had an opportunity in the first and couldn't scratch anything across. If the lead gets more for Tennessee, do you throw in fouts? or I don't know. I don't think you mess around with that. Probably not. No. Wait, till, wait till the next game. This uh, We'll see what happens here, but this has the makings early of something that feels like it could get a little lopsided. We have a texture that's concerned about the pitching. Yeah, and I wanted to end with this because – 
I don't know. It's an interesting question. I come into this Women's College World Series for Oklahoma, and you look at just the ERA numbers and the the hitting statistics and averages and everything about who and what Oklahoma is. They've won 48 straight. It's, you know, it's probably you need to respect your opponents here, right? Because it's the Women's College World Series, and these teams are here for a reason, and they're capable of beating Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not invincible, but I don't know that uh, I agree with I'm just not worried about much for Oklahoma in this this championship run. I think they're going to get it done because I just think they're I just think they're better than everybody else. But we'll we'll see. I mean, they got to go earn it. But this texter from the nine one eight says, personally, I'm concerned with pitching after the last game. Jordy left a large number of runners on base in game one too. Yeah, but that's what makes great pitching when you're able to get out of jams. And Jordy did that. And yeah, look back. I mean. It's not like Clemson's some scrub team. They were the number 16 team in the country. So I know you're used to maybe run-ruling teams and winning by a large margin, but it's kind of hard to do that once you get into postseason, especially the Super Regional. I uh, I hear what they're saying, and I appreciate the attempt to uh, conjure up any sort of fears or concerns with this Oklahoma team. And maybe you're right. Maybe time will, will, will show that there's a reason for that to be the case. I think Oklahoma – is going to roll today, and I think it looks like they're going to I got 5-1 OU over Stanford. 5-1. I will uh, say 7-1 Oklahoma. That's it for us. Uh, Let's hope that uh, either one of us is correct on those predictions. Steel Man and Thune at noon are next, and don't forget, if you're uh, listening on 99.3, 1400 AM, softball will be coming your way. We'll have Sooner softball for you. So long, everybody.